0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's I Can't Believe That Happened. I have a really special episode for you guys. You might have noticed that it is Black History Month when I'm recording this and going to be releasing this. Um, but first, I just want to say thank you. I read a new ep- uh, podcast for me. I think I've only been doing this for about four months, and you guys are amazing. You've been sharing this podcast with your friends and family because I don't advertise and we're getting a lot of listeners from all over the world. So thank you so much. Please keep doing that. That's like one of the nicest things you can do is to share this podcast with your friends, your families, your teachers, or if you are homeschooling with any of your homeschool Facebook groups. Um, If you want to do one extra super nice thing, going over to Apple Podcasts, still one of the best places to do this, If you want to head over there and say anything nice about us, um, that is so nice. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm saying us mostly because when I'm recording this, I'm almost never alone. Not that I have another person helping me, but if you hear the snoring, um, that is my lovely pug, Glenda. I can't seem to get her out of the room, so please forgive us. Glenda shows just how excited she is about history by snoring. All right, so I have got an episode for you guys This week. This is a daring, brave escape right past officers. This is stealing a ship. This is going way above and beyond what would ever have been expected from anyone. Um, This is a story of an incredibly brave man who was full of adventure and never let anything stop him. And that man is Robert Smalls. So I have been so excited to get this episode over to you guys. I've been planning Robert Small's episode for a very long time now because I'm kind of a freak about history. You might have guessed that. I love history and through all of my schooling, through graduate school, through high school, I've never heard the name Robert Small's and that's really sad to me. I hope someday someone decides to make a movie about Mr. Smalls because this is a story for the ages. I'm going to stop hyping this, and I'm going to start telling you guys about Robert Smalls. So, in April 5th, 1839, so kind of do some uh, thinking here, and you might be able to realize that this was right, uh, um, very near the Civil War. He was 12 years old, When his owners in South Carolina started renting him out to work in a town. Now, this is some serious foreshadowing here, my friends. I am not just throwing out what he was doing at 12 for no reason. This is really going to set up for what he ends up doing. When he was 12 years old, Robert Small's owners rented him out to work in the town and on the water as a lamplighter, a sailmaker, and a sailor. You're starting to see where this is going to go? Because this is going to get really exciting. Um. So while he was working in the town, he met Hannah Smalls, who he married, and he had two children. Now, as time goes on, there is the Civil War, and he is in South Carolina, and the Union ships are blockading the South's harbor, and Robert Smalls sees these Union ships and starts to make a very daring plan for his family's and his friend's escape. Okay, so on May 13th, 1862, Robert Smalls gets a group of fellow slaves at dawn, and they make their way to the harbor. And they steal a Confederate ammunition ship that Smalls had been conscripted to work on. Okay, so let me just stop right there. Conscripted means that he didn't really have a choice. He was forced to work for the Confederacy as as a... Naval, um, oh, the words are escaping me. Please forgive me, everyone. I, I have a disability and it's a very high pain day for me today, but I did want to get this out on time. So he was forced to work, um, for the Confederate army, uh, the Confederate Navy. I'm so sorry. And they had an ammunition ship called the planter. So this was the ship that Robert Smalls was working on and, if you can imagine, ammunitions means that this was where they had their bullets, their cannon fodder, everything. He um, and his friends at dawn sneak into a Confederate harbor, and they steal the planter with all of the ammunitions on it. Smalls remember he had been sent out for his whole life as a sailor, a sailmaker. He knew all the proper hand signals to give. He wore a very large hat that um, fit very low over his face, and he was able to meet his family and his friends' families, and bring them onto the ship. He passed four Confederate checkpoints, including Fort Sumter, I and mean, like I can't even explain to you how he was able to get past all these checkpoints without being discovered. But he did. Um, Once they were in Union waters, Small hoisted up the white flag and surrendered to the Union fleet. Um, This is like seriously right in the middle of the Civil War. I can't even express how brave this was. He was a slave who stole a ship in a heavily armed Confederate waters and delivered nine men, five women, and three children to freedom in the Union. Um, Just like let that sink in for just a minute because that's, amazing and crazy, and that would be enough to make sure that I do this episode, but Robert Smalls wasn't even close to done. Um, Congress gave Robert Smalls $1,500, and he went on a speaking tour, and that's how he got well-known, is that he went everywhere speaking about his experience stealing the boat, being a slave, and during this, he was being used by the union to recruit other uh, black people for the union army. So for the rest of the war, um, he was not done. He, uh, sailed the planter, which the union refurbished. Um, that means like, uh, took something and changed it and made it into, um, and they made it into a troop transport. Okay. So he doesn't just stay in the union. He sailed for the union where he, knew the South Carolina Sea Islands so well, it was an invaluable resource for the Union Navy. And he went back and did 17 military engagements during the Civil War. So once the war is over, um, he, oh, I'm sorry, let me go back a little bit. He knew Lincoln, and um, he was credited in a lot of sources as um, encouraging and helping Lincoln um, pushed towards allowing free black men to serve in the Union. Uh, I really want to do an episode on that later because there's a lot to unpack there, but I do really want to mention that because that is a huge part of Robert Small's legacy. All right, um, so during the war, Small starts turning his attention to politics. In 1864, he joined the, black, uh, the free black delegates. In the same year, Robert Smalls was thrown off a streetcar in Philadelphia. Um, So due to how much people knew who Robert Smalls was, he led a very successful boycott of the Philadelphia public transportation system. Okay, this is like 1860s here, like 1864. He led a boycott. This boycott was so successful that Philadelphia started to integrate their public transportation system in 1867. Now, yes, uh, there should have been way more, way faster, but this shows you the power of boycott, the power that someone who had started from a place of no agency, no voice, and what he has been able to accomplish in this amount of time. This is amazing, and he did change the laws and the rules and the policies. Okay, so at the end of the war... Robert Smalls has become so successful that he is now a brigadier general. That's a seriously big deal. I mean, if you don't know uh, how this all works, it's a, that's a very high place to be. Now, Mr. Smalls goes back to South Carolina and purchases his former owner's home. Something I really just wanted to put in here, because I just feel like it's an important part about who he was, is that the family who had owned him were now impoverished from the war. And he paid a lot of money for that property, uh, money he did not need to pay. He was very generous in the amount of money he paid for that house. And I think that's an important part to put in here. So he spends the time after the war improving on his education. He opens a a store and he opens a school for black children. He even starts a newspaper called the Beaufort Southern Standard. This episode's going to go long, so please forgive me if I'm not under 10 minutes, but this guy's just way too important, and I don't want to cut him short at all. This is really cool stuff. All right, so he starts a school for black children. He opens a store, and he works very hard on his own education to further his political ambitions, and in 1868, Robert Smalls ran and won his term in the House of Representatives. Wow. Wow. From 1870 to 1874, Robert Smalls serves as a U.S. Senator. In 1874, Mr. Smalls won a seat at Congress. His political career was not easy, as I think you can imagine. In 1877, he was arrested and charged for taking a bribe. Now, there's not a lot of record left to get a full feel of what was going on, but what I can tell you is this is a time where the Red Shirts, which was very similar to the KKK, had a uh, pretty significant political power. He only spent three days in jail and, um, the experience really drained him as you can imagine. Um, in 1879, he was officially pardoned by the governor. So that's like the story of Mr. Robert Smalls. I hope you feel as inspired and amazed by him as I do. Um, I hope eventually someone makes a movie about him because I think that this is a story that can be told over and over and over again. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share this with friends and family during this wonderful month where we get to really look at some lost stories or stories that need a lot more attention on them. And um, if you have any heroes that you would like me to cover, please send over. I do have four or five I'm already desperate to talk about, but I am open to suggestions. Please tune in next week. We're going to either be talking about one of the most amazing, amazing aviation um, people, or I'm going to be talking about a very amazing sculptorist. I have not decided which, so it'll be a surprise. And remember to share us. Um, thank you so much, and have an amazing week, everyone.